You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Well, hello. How's everyone doing today? It's great to see you in church. It's good, isn't it? Well, today I've, I've got a, an amazing message to share from the Word of God. And I'm believing that it's going to encourage you, that it's going to speak to your heart. And the message is called, Don't Stop Believing. Oh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> oh, the young people are like, eh? What are you talking about? Well, I'm believing that God's going to encounter us today. But there's... There's some really biblically important things for us to be committed to so that we put ourselves in a place where God can come and minister to us and encounter us. And we're going we're gonna to look at one person in the Word of God today who's had, had an encounter. And this individual had a very unique encounter with God, but an encounter that changed their point of view and their position in life. And my, my encouragement for you today in believing for the things that God has for you is don't stop believing. We cannot afford to stop believing that God is a good God and that God wants to release his will to our hearts. Amen. You know, this person that we're going to look at in the scriptures today ended up with, you know, an inner belief that if they could just activate their faith, if they could just step into what God wanted them to step into, that a miracle could happen. I'm believing for each of us today that that, that is the heart that begins to burn inside. If I could just activate my faith, if I could just step into that place, it's like God is going to move. God's going to perform a miracle. Now the Word of God calls us as followers of Jesus to echo His greatness and echo His power to generation after generation. So what the Word of God calls us to do as followers of Jesus. Now, the, the story we're going to look at, it's, it's a story of someone who was able to, they'd heard things happening, they'd heard that Jesus was moving. And they're like, well, if Jesus has done it for other people, Jesus can do it for me. You know, in Psalm 145, 3 to 5, it says this, Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Verse 4, this is the one that I want you to, to grab onto today. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Quite literally, we've been given the role of making sure that the next generation knows of God's power. His majesty, his ability to perform miracles. Uh, hear this today. To, pro- to proclaim God's power to the next generation, you need to encounter it first. Don't just echo something you've heard. Echo something that you've experienced. Don't just say, oh, I heard this old person talking like God used to move in power. Like back in 74, it was like flipping powerful. No, you need to echo what God's done in your heart right now. You need to echo what God's moved in your life right now, amen, to the next generation. You need to encounter it first. 
Let each generation tell of God's mighty acts, his victories, his provision, his healing in your life, his salvation in your family, your freedom from addiction, the joy that now fills your life. You need to echo it to the next generation. Tell of God's goodness to the next generation. When was the last time that you told someone who was younger than you that God has been so good to you? That God has been so good to your church. When was the last time you passed on to a new follower of Jesus the, the mighty acts that God has outworked through the generations of your family? It's, it's a challenge for you today. When was the last time that you actually said to someone, God has been so good to me and God has been so good to my family. God has been so good to my church. This is what he's done. Echo from generation to generation the encounters of God. Let it be known from one generation to the next that God has been good to us. I'm proclaiming this today. Let it be known. I'm telling somebody today, let it be known from one generation to the next that God has been good to us. Young person, if you're in this space right now, listen up. God has been good to us. God has been good to our church. God has provided in times. God has made breakthroughs possible for us. God has been faithful. God has been ever present for us. God has provided a place for us to meet. God has provided a place to disciple the next generations. God has used gateway to see people saved and families restored. Let it be known from one generation to the next. Let it be known that God has moved. God has encountered generations in the past. And I say this today, He is keen, dead keen to encounter you right now in this generation. Dead keen. He's not like, oh, no, I'd love to do it for the, for the old generation, but you know, you guys, not so much. Now that's not the heart of God. From generation to generation, don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Old generations, younger generations, don't stop believing. God wants to do a fresh work in you. But does He? God wants to do a fresh work in you. A fresh move of the Spirit in every generation represented here today. That's God's heart. Amen. You, know, you may have heard that you know, God was good in the past. And I, I want to encourage you. I love that God has been good in the past. Who, who else loves that God's been good in the past? Why do I love it? Because it tells me that God is faithful. It's a testimony of God's goodness. Well, let me tell you today that God calls us at different times to look back at what He's done so that we're filled with faith for what He can do again, for what He can do now, right now. It's, it's a testimony, not a looking back party, amen? Never get trapped in the lie that the old days were better than the new days. Don't ever get trapped in that lie that the old days are better than the new days. The old days were amazing and the new days are going to be amazing. God is good. God is faithful. You know, from, from Jesus to eternity, every day is a picture of His grace, His power and His perfect will. Why, why am I saying this? Sometimes we can look back with such fondness. Do you remember? Seven years ago, I was at the altar call and someone just like, they didn't even get to put their hand on my head. I just fell to the floor. It was, 
But we look back at those moments as such fondness, and we, and we, but we almost begin to look back at them with this deep nostalgia rather than it's a testimony of God's power that moved then, but God can do it right now again in power. See, God wants us to echo this, this prayer of, of Habakkuk. If you, I don't know whether you've ever read this scripture before, but I want to encourage you. Let this set your spirit on fire today. Amen. Habakkuk 3 verse 2. Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. I want, I want to encourage you. You may have heard of God's fame. You may have heard of the great things that God's done in other people's lives. You may have heard that God moved and God provided this and God like made a way where it shouldn't have happened. I mean, I've got 156 of those testimonies that I could share one after the other with you right now. Who went number one? No, you've probably got, you know, 157 testimonies. Oh, but maybe sometimes you get tra- trapped in this space where you begin to look outside of your own space and you're like, God's just moving so much more powerfully for them and God's moving so much more powerfully. And we begin to focus on what God's doing in everybody else's lives rather than looking at it. It's like, well, God, what, what have you done for me? Well, my, my family's here with me today. You've provided provision for my job. You're opening up doors. You know, maybe the circumstances right now are a bit tougher, but I, if I look back, I, I can see that your hand's been on my life before. And that testimony says that you're going to do it again, that this is, just, this is just a moment of challenge and I need to let my faith build. I can't stop believing right now. I need to actually move forward in what you've got for me. Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Repeat them in our day. Let your encounters come right now in our day. Let your provision come in our day. Let us step forward into your will in our day, Father God. Don't stop believing. Someone sing it this morning. No, don't sing. Um, he's done it before. Repeat it in our day, God. In our time, do your awesome deeds again. Move heaven to earth. Let your perfect will be revealed. In our midst, in our presence. Release your power. Release your plans, Father God. We don't want to get stuck in a time capsule. We want to keep moving forward into everything that you've got for us, God. This is, this is my heartbeat this morning. I want, I want you to catch a, just, just a whiff of this this morning. Let our day be remembered for God's fate and deeds be made known. When people look back at this moment in time, this group of people, the faith that we've got in our hearts as a faith community, let our day be remembered for God's fame and deeds being made known. Let them in future days to come, as they tell the next generation and they tell the next generation and they tell the next generation, God's people rose up in faith then. God came and moved in power and He's going to do it again in our day, amen. Let people in 20 years' time those group of people in 2023 that were committed to God's kingdom coming on planet earth, those group of people that were committed to seeing salvation come to the hearts of sons and daughters, those people stood up, those people raised their faith and said, we're here for God's purposes, amen. 
God wants to use you. God wants to encounter you with such power. It's a, it's a scriptural encouragement in the, in the midst of life's ups and downs. You know, to keep faith, to keep believing, but believe that God will accomplish what he's begun. You know, for you personally today, you know, maybe you're wondering what's going on with life. Maybe you're wondering where you fit in this world. Well, hear, hear this today. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, hear this today. Philippians 1 verse 6. I am sure that the good work God began in you will continue until he completes it on the day when Jesus Christ comes again. God has created, God has started a good work with you. At salvation, he started a good work in you and he will complete it. You're wondering, where do I fit in this world? I tell you where you fit. You fit in God's perfect will. But where's that? Well, can I just encourage you that Having a lifestyle of following Jesus, having a lifestyle that worships Jesus, having a lifestyle that meets together with other believers, it's a good place to start. So, but what am I called to go out into the world and do? I don't know. Maybe you need to draw yourself close enough to God that he can encounter you to begin to have those dreams become to set fire in your heart. Amen. Don't just walk through life wondering. Draw close enough to hear, hear what he's got to say. God has started a good work in you. When you accepted Jesus, he started a good work in you. He he's be, began to fashion you in your Christ-like identity. Amen. I, I don't know about I don't know about anyone else here today. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm the only person that's watched a TV show like this. I don't expect anyone to put up their hands and say you've watched this type of TV show as well. It's not because it's sinful. Don't 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 not. Maybe You've watched one of those TV, TV shows before where an individual who hasn't had a haircut for about 93 years and their beard is longer than their hair. And you know, we, we, we all know. Has anyone ever seen one of those TV shows? Where like, where they, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Trent. Yeah. Uh, no, it's like one of these shows where, and we know that the show goes for, you know, it's about an hour-long show, but 45 minutes of it are recaps of their life story and just everything that's going on. But, but it's like a makeover show. And the hair's like, you know, like down to like there. Their beard's like touching the tops of their shoes. And then, you know, they're like going through the story and going through like how challenging their life has been. It's just recap after recap. My point today is this. You don't want the hairdresser. You don't want the barber to stop mid-makeover. I mean, like if they looked like they were struggling before, like midway through. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine if, you know, if this is you, you haven't had a haircut for 93 years, and all of a sudden, like mid-makeover, they're, they're like, I think I've done as much as I can do today. Can, can, you come back, can you come back tomorrow? Or imagine even worse, the person in the chair is like, I feel like I look better than I did. But, but I'm, I'm only halfway finished. Oh, no, I, I'm, I think I'm okay with this. I, th- I think that like, my hair's like only at my waist now and you know, half of my beard looks better. Maybe we can get to the other half like maybe a bit later on. You know, I'm pretty happy with the change. 
pretty happy that I'm not struggling with some of the things that I was struggling with before. I'm not living as wild as I did a little bit before. So maybe maybe pulling, pulling out halfway through the makeovers, maybe I'm okay with it. I know you've got a little bit more to do, God, but I'm just, I'm happy with only looking half as good as you could make me look. It's okay. See, in the middle of your makeover, you cannot afford to stop believing. In the middle of your makeover, your God identity makeover, your more Christ-like makeover, you cannot afford to stop believing that God has a perfect will and plan for your life that reflects the perfect image of Jesus. See, God has a full makeover package for you. I'm not, I'm not stopping mid-makeover. I don't know about you. I'm, I, I, I refuse to stop mid-makeover. I, I'm not going to be that guy that gets up at the 45-minute mark of the TV show and like, the recaps aren't even finished yet. See, the old life is gone. Can I encourage you today? Let him complete the job of working your Christ-like makeover. He began it and he will continue it. Just fight the good fight of faith. Hold on to Jesus. Don't give up. You know, 1 Timothy 6.12 says this, We have to fight to keep our faith. Try as hard as you can to win that fight. Take hold of eternal life. It's the life you were chosen to have when you confessed your faith in Jesus. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't give up midway. So Things are hard at the moment. Don't stop believing. God wants to encounter you. God wants to move in power. Keep at it. Step up the fight. Take hold of what you were chosen to accomplish. You were chosen to be one of the first in your generation, in your family line, to see Christ come to your family. You were the first, not the only, the first that was chosen by God to take up the call of eternal life and see it come from generation to generation. To be the first person in your family You know, the person that I want to look at today in the Word of God as we're coming to the Scripture is the woman in the Bible who had the physical issue for for many, many years, found in Luke 8, 43 to 48. Many of you will be familiar with this Scripture. We've we've preached about it a lot. But I I just, I feel that today there's some individuals in this space who are like, "I'm, I'm wrestling with what God wants to do in my life. Things are hard at the moment. God wants to come and encounter you to bring breakthrough. God wants to come and encounter you to bring breakthrough. Let's read the scriptures. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe and immediately the bleeding stopped. Verse 45. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, the whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to, uh, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Verse 48, daughter, he said, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So, 
in this passage of Scripture today. What is your pathway to encounter? What is your pathway to encounter? And I say encounter because I don't want to say just healing because people think about healing, oh, that just means like physical healing. What is your pathway to what God's encounter is for your life? What is, what is the one thing that is an issue? Could be physical. Could be spiritual. Could be mental. Whatever, whatever, whatever the issue is at the moment, what is your pathway to God's encounter for the issue that you need freedom and healing and God's spirit to intervene in? Number one today, if you're suffering with a constant issue, if this story tells me anything, make your way towards Jesus. If this, if this story tells me anything, make your way towards Jesus. You want to see God's power, power move? Make your way towards Jesus. As, as I began to, to read this scripture and over and over, it's like only you can activate faith to encounter Jesus. Only you can activate faith to receive a miracle. Only you can bring your family to Jesus in prayer. Only you can keep on believing. Only you can resist the urge to give up and instead reach out and receive a miracle from Jesus. Hear me me correctly. This this woman, no, no no one came to her. No one said, let me help you get you there. No, no one was like, hey, everybody, like, clear the road. Somebody needs to get to Jesus. No, no. She literally had to fight through the crowd. She had carried this illness for like 12-something years. She'd spent all the money that she owned. She, she had spent every cent trying to find a doctor to help cure her. And in the end, she's like, only I, I've heard that Jesus is doing some stuff. I've heard that Jesus is encountering some people. Only I can get myself to him. Can I encourage you that uh, when we look at this scripture and we see that they're making their way through the crowd. What's your crowd? What's, what's the thing that's bumping up against you from stopping you to tr- trying to get to Jesus? What's the thing that's stopping, stopping you from, from making your way to a place, place to encounter Jesus? Should I reel off some things? Is it bad friendship groups? Is it lumping yourself into a relationship that you know you're not meant to be in? Is it addiction? Should I reel off some more things? Are you like, stop, stop, pastor, stop, don't, don't. Is it spending on money things on things that, with money that you don't have? You're so caught up in all of these other things that you're like, I don't have time to think about getting to Jesus because these this crowd of things is bumping me, battering me, stopping me. No, only you can get yourself to Jesus. Only you can put yourself in a place where God can encounter you. Number two. Confronting all of the obstacles, devote yourself to getting to your encounter with Jesus. She had to fight through it, not just to issue, but she had to fight through the crowd. She had to fight through the obstacles. You've got to understand that in, in this day and age, in this passage of Scripture, she had been shunned from society. No one wanted to be near her. She was sick. But she, she's like, it ain't nothing going to stop me. Ain't nothing going to stop me from getting to Jesus. 
You know, maybe if there's things going on, like if, people, if people knew, they would treat me different. I, I tell you the truth. When people find out that you've had challenges and obstacles and things getting in your way, and you're like, I don't care who knows anymore. I just need to get to Jesus because I need to be released and set free from this in Jesus' name. No power, no giant, no issue, no challenge is going to keep me from missing my moment with Jesus. No crowd, no rules, no social construct, no ideology is keeping me bound up in my issues. I need to get to Jesus. Number three. And I, I, I say this, I let this resonate today. My issue is a place for God to move. It's not a place for you to hide. It's not a place for you to isolate. Yet we can do those things, but we need to take it on you. My issue is a place for God to move. My challenge is a place for God to move. My circumstance is a place for God to move. I want to encourage you, re- resolve your agenda. You may have an agenda, resolve it. Your issue is a place for God to move. The only person that can shift that stubborn issue is Jesus. The only person that can get themselves to Jesus is you. The only place, the only person who can shift that stubborn issue is Jesus. Only an encounter with Jesus will do. Nothing more, nothing less. Resolve your agenda. Nothing more, nothing less. I need Jesus to move. 12 years carrying an issue for. I, I, I say this like with the most gentle heart but the most on-fire spirit this morning. Your issue is, in fact, not your issue to carry anymore. It's not, your, it's not your issue to carry anymore. You've been carrying things, dragging you down, holding you down. It's making you get tripped up in your faith, tripped up in your belief. It's not your issue to carry. In fact, it's time to reach out and counter Jesus. Reach out to Jesus. Let him begin to do what only he can do. Heal, minister, restore, renew, and release you into the outcomes of his power. That's what he does. That's his heart. It's what what Jesus does. Don't stop believing. This is your moment to be audacious and believe that God's promises are true for you. Not just for somebody else. Oh God, God moves so much, so powerfully in other people's lives. But you know, maybe he's just saving the best for last. No, he wants to release it now. <laughs> he wants to release it now. Number four today. This is the last one. Be deliberate. Be deliberate. Don't. In the Bible, I haven't read anywhere in the Bible. Maybe you have. Maybe we need to get you a new Bible. But. I haven't read anywhere in the Bible where people in the Bible were doing these ones. No. No, it's like, I'll do these ones and if he doesn't move, then I'll try and figure it out. No, when I read the Bible, when I, I read this passage of Scripture, there was a... There was a deliberateness going on. Be deliberate. Someone deliberately reached out. It it literally says that in verse 46. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. I felt healing power go out of me. So for you today, 
are you going to be the someone? Are you going to be the someone who deliberately reaches out to Jesus and says, Jesus, I need an encounter. Jesus, I need your spirit. Someone deliberately chose to believe. Someone deliberately decided today is the day. Someone deliberately made a decision to step out of the old, to step out of the stale, to step out of sin, to step out of the issue, to step out of the past, to step out of the pain, to step out of the trauma. What did they step into? The perfect promise of Jesus healing. What are you deliberately going to choose to step into today? Today is the day. Is it you today? Is it you today who says, today is my day of healing. Today is my promise. Today is my deliverance. Today is my salvation. Today is my healing. Today is my set free moment. Today is the last day of my issue and the first day of my freedom. Is is it you today? So maybe for for some of us right now, and this is real for many people, maybe you're looking at, at your finances right now and you're like, I don't know how this is going to work. So I've got to be honest. Today, today is the day that rather than just like turning off the budgeting app or rather than just like doing hail somethings, maybe this is the day where it's like you need to actually find yourself in a place where you say, Jesus... I need your provision. I'm reaching out. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I know that my healing and my provision, my issue will be taken care of. Maybe today is the day. God has an encounter for us today. Just as we come to the close of the service, you know, just as we close our eyes for a moment, first of all, if you don't know Jesus personally, if you don't know, know him personally, I, I want to give you the opportunity to, to meet Jesus, to, to know his forgiveness, to be set free of sin, to be in a relationship with God. That's why, why Jesus went to the cross and was buried and rose again, so that he could take all of the punishment for everything we've ever done, so that we could have a perfect, beautiful relationship with God. If that's you today and you don't know Jesus personally, whether you're online or in the room today, I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me. It's a prayer of inviting Jesus into your heart so that He can be Lord of your life. You can be set free, released into His perfect will. Church, can I invite you to pray this prayer with me? Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on a cross, to be buried and rise again for the forgiveness of my sin. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that you are Lord Jesus and God raised you from the dead. I surrender my life to you. From this day on, I choose to follow you. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. 
And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.